Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Tuesday. For those that are here live, for those that are here any day of the week, thanks so much for being here. And thanks so much for those that are catching up. Got a couple emails, people that are a couple, they say that they're in, but they're a couple of days or weeks behind. That's all good. Wherever you are, I appreciate you being part of it. We've been talking yesterday about a whole, I think, new level. If one, if one I'm about to say today seems normal to you, and you're like, what? I do that all the time. I want, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to take a minute today, and take a deep breath, and realize how holy you are. If what I'm about to say right now feels normal, like it's part of your day, you have to take that in. I had lunch, I had breakfast with an incredible guy a few weeks ago. He expressed his dissatisfaction with certain things. And he was bothered by it. And I was like, well, that's incredible. You're naturally dissatisfied with things that are mundane. That's an incredible level of holiness that you don't appreciate. We tend to see, think that holiness is only when you do certain things. There's holiness clearly in observance. But we, can, we tend to downplay the holiness of traits. The holiness of how one acts. And... If you really look into the del into the depths of spirituality, you'll find that the way in which we emulate our creator the most, which is how we connect to our creator, right? When you want to connect to somebody physically, you have to be in physical proximity to that person. Right? Your physical relationships don't really work if you're not there. And as you get closer and closer, the relationship increases. But spiritual relationships don't work that way. Spiritual relationships work on a different metric. And the, really the highest way in which someone connects spiritually is by emulation. Right? So if someone says, if someone loses, let's say, a grandparent or a parent or anyone, and then they say, well, you remind, you know, your actions remind us of him or her. You're carrying their legacy on. You're connecting through their traits, but they're not physically there, but they're not gone. But the way you emulate them is how you stay connected to them. So God is alive and well. It's just that he's spiritual. And so we emulate God through the way we, we connect to him and the way the, 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 the Jewish thought leaders and the greatest Kabbalists have taught us is really through emulation of traits. There's also tons of other things, texts and rituals. I'm not downplaying any aspect. I'm just driving and upplaying something that gets lost. What we're going to do today really is deep spiritual stuff. It's going to not sound that way, I don't think, but it is. Because where we were up to in this exploration of gratitude is the ability to show gratitude or to at least empower those that we know will not respond in kind. 
there are people in our lives that are not going to match our enthusiasm, match our positivity, match our graciousness, if you will. There are people that we work with or for, that we live with, that we're related to, that we're friends with, that we live in the same community as, that when we bring the positive energy towards them, we sort of know it won't come back. This happens a lot sometimes. Thank you, Andy. This happens a lot sometimes. Certain parents have a hard time being expressive to their children. I'm not judging them, just that's how it is. Some people are more expressive than others. And sometimes there's a mismatch with kids. So mom and dad may have figured it out, but the kids have it. And so the kids sort of starving for more affection and attention, mom or dad don't know how to give it. And so a kid will make the first move, but the parent has no idea how to respond to that. It's not in their nature. They're not trying to be mean about it. Or they are, I don't know, they have issues. Parents are still people. And so the kid is frustrated because the kid says, I, I did my best. And there's a sense that it was a waste or there's negativity now. When the opposite is true, your expression of positivity to somebody else, even if you know that person's gonna like mock. Now, if you do it too much, it becomes just weird because it just makes that person consistently uncomfortable. But if you do it at the right level and the person mocks or downplays, you're still handing them an incredible gift that they may never have had, which is the modeling of positivity, the modeling of how one should interact with somebody else. It doesn't mean that you have to hug everybody if the person's not a hugger, but it does mean that your speech should be empowering and positive, even if the others aren't. Now, this applies sometimes as we look into our relationships and we know that if we can just communicate better, we'd have a deeper relationship. And in some cases, we're waiting for them to make the first move because they should. And then we decide to ultimately and do the right thing and say the right stuff and reach out. And the response back is mediocre. You go, you go above and beyond for somebody. And what you get in return is, is not, it's not connected to what you gave. You give a gift to somebody. You go out of your way for somebody. And you get like a TY text back, right? Thank you is even too much. It's just TY. I know someone that reached out to somebody and gave them a whole text of how, appreci how appreciative they were that, that they were working in their company. I mean, a glorious, glowing, flowing, you're the best. We wouldn't be, and, and the person wrote back, okay. <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay. It was like a 10 line text that was hard for the person to give. 
And the other person wrote back, okay. They didn't even capitalize the O in okay. Just okay. I mean, the person so showed me I was floored. And when we live our lives and we do things because we expect that in return, that's called being normal. But here's where we start to elevate. Again, this is Navy Zeal stuff. So if this sounds like it's too crazy, that's fine. It is too crazy. But we got to go there just once or twice. As we start to realize that my job in this world is to just put the light out. Whether I get light back or not, that's not really in my hands. And I'll go one step further. I can't even control it. It looks like I can control it, but I can't. It looks like when I'm nice to people, they're nice to me. But if I really look deeply, it's not really that true. There's some people I'm nice to that are not nice back. There's some people that I'm not so nice to and that are nice back, right? There are things that I put out into this world that I don't get back right away. And there are things I put out into the world that I do get back in the way. So my ability to control the world really isn't in my hands, even relationships, even relationships. There are some children that you can invest into and they're like appreciative and they grow. There's some children you invest to and you can just keep on pouring in and nothing's coming back. You are frustrated and it ain't coming back. You're like, really? There are kids that take from their parents nonstop. And as soon as mom or dad, like breathe, kids like, really? See, I told you didn't love me. You know what I'm talking about? This, this is how it is. This is how it is. There are some families like this where you walk in and whatever you do, everybody loves. There are some families that you walk into and you just look the wrong way. And then like, it's politics, the whole entire Passover. Just how it is. There's some people that I've met that are wonderful people, but they're not exactly like, you know, Einstein and they're fabulously successful. There's some people that I've met that are unbelievable and they're trying to make it work and they can. Once we stop trying to control that, which is coming towards us, we start realizing that I'm in this world for something else. It can't be to get stuff because I can't control the stuff I get. I can't even control what Amazon delivers. Used to, you, Prime used to be something until this whole world. I can't even control whether or not I can go places anymore. Someone sent me a video today of a guy who had 10 people in his house. Did you see this video from like Quebec? A guy had 10 people in his house and the neighbor called. You see this video? And like the cops came and like dragged them out and put them on the lawn. I'm thinking, holy cow, he had 10 people in his house. He just, no, he didn't do anything else. He just had 10 people in his house. And there's a rule, you can't have 10 people in your house. But like, you can't even control your house. So if we think our purpose here is to get light, to get stuff, we are, we, we are and will continue to be sorely disappointed. Our job here is to give stuff. Now, we trust and believe that when I give something, it will come back. But it, we don't know when it will come back. We don't know at what point it will come back. We don't know even if it's for us that it will come back to. It can come back to our generations after us. We don't know what the timeline is. We know that when we bring positivity and light and goodness into this world, we know the world is built off a principle in Hebrew. It's called mida keneged mida, which is a measure for a measure. We basic concepts is that nothing goes ungiven or unpunished. God's run in this world. You hurt somebody, it comes back. 
You help somebody, it comes back. The difference is we don't know when it comes back. So what really frustrates people is that when they're doing the right thing, right? They're listening. We're doing the boost together, right? And the first day they're being more grateful. And the second day they're thinking about it more. And the third day they're and then they're saying, you know, I'm going to express it. And they go out and express it. And then the first few people, if they're still doing it, and if you're still doing it, by the way, God bless you, you're rocking. If you're still doing one a day of expressing gratitude, you're incredible. Just don't stop. First one, oh my God, thank you. Second one, oh my God, thank you. Third one, oh my God, thank you. Fourth one, what? Why are you crazy? Go, Deb, go. Deb's still doing it. First one like looks at you like, what? And you're in the zone of giving. You ever have that feeling where you're like giving? You're feeling good about yourself, right? And someone calls, I'm going to give this. I'm now, this, you don't have to be a shmata. A shmata is Yiddish for like a rag. You got to take care of yourself too. You got to sleep as well. You, you can't give all your money away to charity, right? You still have to manage your life. But there, you, get, you get into this high of being a giver. And then as you get into the zone, you get that like, boom. I'll stop it. Thank you. Thank you. Or no thank you at all. And you feel like blown. You were, you were, you were doing Things were going. And the same person in your life just throws you a curveball. It's at that moment that you have to choose. This is where you start to ascend from being human to being divine. This is where you start to dig, dig into the depths of your soul. And, to, and do it in a way, now it can't be too much. You got to balance. Don't go from zero to 60. But it's in these moments where you have people around you that need positivity and need a little bit of generosity and need a little bit of graciousness and need a little benevolence that you don't think you're getting anything in return or you're not getting what you put in. And it's in these moments that when you give with nothing in expectations, do you start to ascend? And what you ascend to is almost the story like we spoke with, with the kids fighting and mom walks in and the kid's like, you hate me. And either mom descends or mom stays on top and says, sure, I do, honey. Mommy doesn't hate you. You hate me. Mm-hmm. What did I do that made you feel like I hate you, honey? And in that whole conversation where mom's trying to figure it out and trying to be helpful and try, she's never descending. She always understands that her kids are not as emotionally mature as her. So when they say things or do things or don't say things or don't do things, it's not her, it's them. You see, when we give, we're vulnerable. It's easier to not give because then you don't open yourself up. That's why high school kids are cool because being cool means I don't have to give of myself. I can pretend that everything's stupid or everything is like not exciting because as soon as I can pull myself back and not jump up and dance and not be happy every day or not think things that I like are really, I don't got to worry about being exposed. 
someone else doesn't like it or someone looks at me and goes, what's wrong with you? I get to, I get to retract, right? Three-year-olds aren't cool. They're on fire. 15-year-olds are cool because it's complicated when you're 15. Vulnerability is much more a risk when you're a teenager and you're stuck in a box with a bunch of people that either you don't, you don't know how that's your grade and you're figuring your own life out and you're going through all these hormonal challenges. It's a tough time. I can't now put another thing on the table called I jump in for this and no one else likes it. And now I've got to worry about social pressure. So let me retract. Giving yourself is a vulnerable moment. Telling someone you love them is a vulnerable moment. Even if you're giving something that they want, it's still you're sticking your hand out. And if you're sticking your hand out, you're vulnerable. This is when you're defensive, when you get both hands watching your face. Anyone ever boxed? Your defensive position is when both hands protect. As soon as you go to punch, you put you, you make yourself vulnerable. So even if that punch is kindness, it's still a, a vulnerability moment. And in that moment of vulnerability, it's easy to feel exposed. And if the person doesn't respond in kind, to descend unless you're not looking for anything in return. Unless you give just to give. Unless you give just because that's your job. Well, let me say it more. You give because that's your mission. If you believe you're a piece of God, the only way you really bring out that godliness is when you act like him. And the only way you really act like him is when we give to give. For those who pray every morning with the traditional prayers, we say the words in describing God, Koneha Kol, he owns everything. And the reason we say this is because we remind ourselves that what we ask him for, he doesn't need anything back. For those who ever were involved in taking care of those that have been deceased, preparing funerals. It's called chesed shel emes, true giving, because that person is deceased. They can't give it back to you. Again, this is comp, even if it sounds simplistic and you understand the words that I'm saying, this is still comp complex territory. Because if you go too fast, too quick in this, you're going to end up falling. But as you ascend into this world, and start to give, just to give, because that's your divine mission. You stay above the fray for those who don't know how to respond in kind. And it's in those moments that you give them the most. Because what you're giving them is a role model, even if you're younger even if you're, you're their child, even if you're the youngest, even if you're just a random friend. Let me tell you something. A lot of people's lives have been changed by random friends. You don't got to be related to someone to change their life. This whole world of like, if you're of kin or related, that's the most powerful relationships. It's not true. Strangers, friends, community members, they contain some of the most powerful relationships of all time. And we can get into that maybe another time, but let's, I want to end with this one idea and continue this. Part of our divine mission is to become people that give just because that's why we're here to not calculate when you get it back.
to stop counting. And as we condition ourselves to think this way, it changes our ability to stay in a positive state, even if the person doesn't respond in kind. Okay, try this today. Just watch yourself today. Try to give something to somebody, even a compliment. Try just for today, try this. Give somebody something, a compliment, a piece of what you're eating, if you're sharing with somebody, I don't know, something tiny, small, and do it expecting nothing in return. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. You guys are awesome. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.